The Mystery of Two Resurrections Resolved by Rex D. Edwards. Rex D. Edwards is a former vice president for religious studies at Griggs University. Introduction. A few years ago, there was great excitement in the little community of Mount Clinton, Virginia, USA, the morning of April 30th. On that day, Paul F. Fry, a Pentecostal minister who had died on November 23rd of the previous year, was to be resurrected. On hand to witness the miracle in the country cemetery were nearly a thousand curious spectators, some of whom had spent that night in their cars to be sure of a graveside location. Interest in the event started when Leon A. Fry, 37-year-old son of the minister, spread the word that the family had received quote-unquote spiritual notification that the father would emerge from his grave at daybreak, April 30th. In full faith that the resurrection would take place, Leon quit his job as a truck driver in order to assist his father in his ministry. Before daybreak, Leon, his mother, and the large crowd of curious onlookers were at the graveside. A few songs were sung and prayers were offered. Darkness gave way to dawn. The sun rose behind a bank of dark clouds, but nothing happened. Disappointed, the crowd began to disperse. By eight o'clock, everyone had gone. Everyone except Paul Fry, that is. He remained in his grave. The Certainty of a General Resurrection The Bible promises no resurrection of the dead before the second advent of Jesus. All the dead, both good and evil, will arise, but not at the same time. Jesus says, quote, Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. These two resurrections are also referred to by Paul, who writes, quote, I have the same hope in God as these men themselves have, that there will be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. Notice that the order of these two resurrections are the same. Both Jesus and Paul placed the quote-unquote just first and the quote-unquote unjust afterward. How long will it be between these two resurrections, the resurrection of the righteous or the first resurrection? and the resurrection of the wicked, which is the second resurrection. We find the answer in Revelation, where John clearly identifies the time when these two resurrections take place. He writes, quote, Blessed and holy are those who share in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ and will reign with him for a thousand years. End quote. Thus, the thousand-year period begins with the resurrection of the righteous dead at the coming of Jesus. Paul agrees with John when he affirms, quote, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. End quote. Glorious reunion. Now, what about the resurrection of sinners? Quote, 
The rest of the dead, end quote, John writes, quote, did not come to life until the thousand years were ended, end quote. So we have two resurrections separated by a thousand years. This brings us to the rest of the story, a dramatic account describing the final events of Earth's history described in Revelation 20, known as the Millennium, the event that finally resolves the resurrection mystery. But first, let us briefly identify and describe the three major views on the subject. This will be followed by a summary of the biblical teaching. Number one, post-millennialists believe that the millennium is at present being established in the world, that before the Lord returns there will be marked improvement in mankind, that equitable social institutions and the increase of knowledge will achieve a utopian dream to make humanity better, and that Satan's binding will permit the gospel to reach the whole world after which Christ will return. Number two, premillennialists believe that Christ's second coming precedes the millennium, that the reign of God will not come by human efforts, that prior to the end, the Antichrist will gain control of human affairs, and only the return of our Lord can inaugurate the golden age on earth. Number three, amillennialists. Unlike the previous views, amillennialists teach that the Bible does not predict a millennium in a literal sense. They believe that there exists twin conditions of good and evil. God's kingdom and Satan's dominion coexist until Christ returns. At that time, the resurrection and the judgment will take place, which will be followed by God's eternal reign of peace and never-ending happiness. How do we determine which of these positions has biblical endorsement? Let this summary of the biblical teaching on the millennium assist us in fully understanding its meanings and implications. Summary Number 1. Events at the beginning of the millennium A. Second coming of Jesus accompanied by the armies of heaven B. First resurrection of the righteous C. The righteous living translated reunited with the glorious dead to receive the gift of immortality. D. Christ leads the saved to the place prepared for them. E. Binding of Satan by earth's depopulation. F. Destruction of the wicked. Number 2. Events during the millennium. A. The redeemed live in heaven with Jesus for a thousand years. B. Judgment is, quote-unquote, given unto them. C. They attend the marriage supper of the Lamb. Number three, events at the end of the millennium. A. The resurrection of the wicked. B. The descent of the holy city. C. A repopulated earth leads to the loosing of Satan, who leads the final rebellion. D. Final destruction of the wicked. E purification and regeneration of the earth by fire, F, establishment of the reign of God on an earth restored, which will be the eternal home of the redeemed. Conclusion Jesus' resurrection makes eternal life a certainty for all believers in him. The night of human pain and suffering, even death, can be endured by Christians because they look forward to the resurrection morning. What happened in an old garden near old Jerusalem will happen in all the world someday. 
And because of what took place there, it is always mourning in our hearts. In the words of Helmut Thielich, quote, Above the ruins of our lives strides the one who today advances the claim that he can authoritatively close the gap between God and men, that he can restore the world deranged by pain, unrighteousness, and enmity against God, that he is more than a match for the awful majesty of death. End quote. That one is Jesus. That's why I believe the millennium is not a theological fantasy. It is a simple fact taught in Scripture and a fundamental event necessarily related to the return of Jesus, to whom we address the fervent supplication, quote, Lord Jesus, come quickly, end quote. For bibliographical and biblical references on this article and for much more content for elders and church leaders, please visit eldersdigest.org.